It's Mel, and you're listening to My Rough Draft Podcast, where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to my Draft Podcast. It's your girl, Mel. I hope y'all are doing well. So really quick, hope today is going to be really quick because I'm just sharing what God has given me in my own life per usual, right? So this past week, I have been, you know, really focusing on writing, especially this weekend, really focusing on writing the book. And, I, and like I said, in my weekly update last week on Instagram, you know, I really am taking this time to unplug from kind of all the outside outside stuff, good and bad, and really just trying to get focused and actually put to action what I feel like he's trying to get me to do. Right. And so during that process, you know, I feel like he gave me a word that I'm going to share in just a minute. But I, I do want to add this caveat. So for those of you that just follow me solely because of my career and business tips, I think that today is still going to help you. So don't check out. <laughs> but, um, you know, I am currently and I'm going to be honest, I'm navigating the call on my life of sharing my faith, sharing my story and the gift that God has given me to help pull people into their purpose and connect the dots to, to his purpose for their lives. Right. So I have that call on my life. But then I also have the talent, the experience, the background to be able to help people with their careers and business. Right. And so I'm currently I know that God cares about both because I think even now we can see in this time and and if you're listening to this later, of course, we're in the in this pandemic right now where careers and businesses are being put in jeopardy. And God cares just as much about ministry as he does about the marketplace, because the marketplace is ministry. It's all ministry. Right. But I think that God really cares about careers and businesses and he wants us to be the best at what we do. He wants us to be multifaceted. And so he wants us to be able to have multiple things that that we can submit and surrender to him and and it be used by him to bring other people to him in their own right. And so all that to say that career and business is very important to me and I'm not losing the essence of that because it's very important to God. But I also believe that it is important to understand that our career and business is a resource and God is our source, right? So it's only because I'm connected to God that he allows me to be gifted in those areas of my career and business. It's only through him that he equips me to be able to equip other people in their career and business, right? Right. So all that to say that it is all connected. And I believe even this word that I'm going to give today is really going to help people who have been feeling inadequate in their career and business. So we are in and coming to a season where, again, our careers and our businesses are very important. But if we don't understand the bigger purpose of our lives and we don't understand and we're not connected to what God is trying to do, then when those careers and businesses start to shift, right, then we we will be derailed because we're connected more to those careers and careers and businesses than we are to our vision and God's purpose for our lives. So that's why I'm trying to get us not to discredit or discount where we're trying to go in our careers and businesses, but really trying to get us to hone into the bigger vision. Right. So, yes. So moving on. So I've been reading 
this book and I talked about it in my story last week called Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. One of the best books I have read. I put it up there with Uninvited by Lisa Turkers, which if y'all have been following me since Beauty and the Rough Draft in 2017, then you know that that's one of my favorite books of all time. So this is beyond one of my favorite books that I have read to date. It's a long book, but it really breaks down purpose and believing bigger in a way that just in a way that just you can't even fathom. (laughs) So I really, if you struggle at all with purpose, at all with purpose, I really encourage you to go and read that book because she will have you feeling like a superwoman ready to conquer everything or a superman by the end of the book. So it's a really, really good book and it really helps you clarify the overall purpose like I was talking about before. So taking into consideration your past and all of the mistakes that you've made and all the failures and taking into consideration your gifts, taking into consideration your specific personality and voice and putting that all together to come up with this literally life mission that you that you end up writing in the end. And so it's a really good book. I've been reading that book and it's really been transforming the way that I think about purpose again and the way that I think about myself and how I think that God wants to use me. And so, you know, I think that it's that it's so easy for us or for me at least to talk about what disqualifies us, right? So we don't measure up because of this. We're not qualified for this job or this business because of that, right? We're so quick to talk about what disqualifies us. And I think from that place, that's the root issue of of not feeling adequate. From that root issue, we are not putting to action what we're supposed to be putting to action. And so we stay in this cycle of dysfunction and this cycle of going through the same thing over and over again, because essentially what we're doing is instead of leveling up, coming out of the cycle to level up with what God wants to do and what God says about us, we were rather stay to the level that we're at and try to bring God down to what we believe in and what we can see. And then it's this constant wrestling with God, right? And that turns into a cycle, right? And so my main point for this whole podcast, if you don't get anything else, is that when God created a vision for you, when God gave you a vision He took into consideration your lack. He took into consideration your mistakes. He took into consideration everything that you are saying discounts you, everything that you are thinking discredits you. He took all of that into consideration, past and present. And many times we don't want to think bigger. We don't want to believe bigger because of what we're not, because of what what insecurities we still deal with, but God has still called us in spite of all of that, you know? And one of my assignments to business and to help people in their business, you know, is to take take into consideration their uniqueness. And so a lot of times, you know, we, we see the same type of businesses recycled, right? But I really am big on like helping people take what they really want to do, not what they see other people doing, but what they really are passionate about, their unique personality, what makes them different and really crafting a business plan and a, and a, and a project plan and a vision around who they're really supposed to be, not just what they're seeing other people doing on social media. And so all that to say that, you know, I don't know what disappointments you have been faced with. I don't know what insecurities you are constantly battling. I don't know how you may be feeling like you don't fit in because what you see everyone else doing is different from what you feel you have been called to do, you know, 
But here is the word. Let me get my notebook, y'all. Here is the word that God gave me, that God gave me personally. So again, I've been in this process of writing the book. And just before this, I was writing to God. Of course, y'all know, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Blase, blase. So these are the exact words that he gave me. And I feel like it's really going to help you. So he said, deep down, Mel, you know that I've called you to write this book. (laughs) I just think deep down, you just don't want to trust my process. I know that you genuinely want to use your story for my glory and to bring people to me. I know that your motive is genuine and that's why I gave you the call to do it. I also know of your of your impure desires. I know that that you may have a desire to set the record straight or you may have the desire to want to, you know, be known or or be seen for who you really are. I know both the growth that you've made and I also know the areas of opportunities that you have yet to make. And yet I have still called you. I see your faith and I see your doubts and I've still called you. I see every victory and I've seen every mistake you've made and I've still called you, not because you are the most qualified, but because you're my daughter. And I've called every one of my children to live out my legacy in some capacity. You all compare yourselves to people in the Bible, to my children in the Bible, such as Abraham and Moses and and David. You say, I don't have as much faith as them, but you are my children, just like they were my children. And many forget that they still had doubts and they still made mistakes as well. I called Abraham to go on a journey with me. And even on the journey, he lied about his wife twice, but I still kept my word to fulfill the promise that I had for him. I called Moses from a burning bush and he still doubted me, but I still called him to fulfill my mission that I had for him. I called David and while he was on the run, he still vented to me and he still sinned, you know, throughout the way, but I still fulfilled my plan for him. And when I look at you, I see you. I see every accomplishment. I see every mistake. I see every pure intention. I see every secret motive. I see every ounce of faith and I see every gallon of doubt. And I still say, come here so that we can do what I've called you to do. I specifically still want you. So y'all, that's the word that he gave me um, that I wrote down verbatim and I just shared. Um, Man, and I'm trying not to get emotional. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't just read this word just to make you feel good. I really hope that that word calls you to action. You know, while we are in this season, I feel like God really wants us to unplug from the madness and plug into what our God, who is our source, is wanting us to do for the future generations to come. You know, you're not going to get the vision. You're not going to get the revelation by just watching what I'm doing or by just watching what anyone else is doing and just saying, "Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. You know, (laughs) like I think for the longest I have allowed feeling inadequate, I have allowed my lack of self-confidence to get in the way of what God has called me to do. And, you know, I feel like sometimes because of that, we get tormented and we get discouraged by our dreams versus partnering with God on what he already said. So, 
you know, for me, I remember even years ago, and I mentioned this last week, you know, on Instagram, that even years ago, I would write out the vision. I would write out my dreams and I would write out what I would see myself doing. So I would write it out on a piece of paper and they all look the same. And every time that I would rewrite it, it always looked pretty similar to what it was originally. But, you know, I would look at that vision and then I would say, well, I don't have, I didn't take the right major for this, or I didn't get the right experience for that, or it's too late to start over, or, oh, I know someone who could have connected me to this, but I messed that connection up. (laughs) So, you know, and, and the more I began to look at my vision, the more I got discouraged because, you know, I was just reminded of how I, how I couldn't not make that happen and how it was so far-fetched from what my reality was, right? And, you know, we have to understand that, and I, I had to understand that, you know, I would think that, oh, I'm just writing this vision and this is just my vision for myself and I need to somehow shift myself and, and figure out what God's vision for me. But we don't have the power or the wisdom to be able to think and envision aside from God. Like, We're always talking about we're not good enough to do this and we're not good enough to do that. Yet you think that you're good enough to to write that vision on paper. You think all of that came from you and you're always talking about how you didn't, how you're not good enough. But yet you wrote this huge vision on paper. Right. It doesn't add up. Why? Because. Because we we wrestle with God and we wrestle with God. And when the vision seems too great, right? So we write this big vision down and the vision seems too great. So then we dwindle it down to what we understand. And I said this earlier that we wrestle with God because we're trying to make him come to our lesser vision versus awakening to his bigger vision. And we don't have the power to think big visions like that. The word says that every good and perfect thing comes from God. And so because we were made in his image, we can dream those big dreams with him and those powerful dreams with him and those powerful visions and know that it comes from him because we're not, we're of course not worthy to come up with anything like that on our own. It has to be from him. And he gave us that vision, but here's the thing. Here's the caveat. Because it comes from him, I must be connected to him to see it come to pass. And I'm not going to be able to fulfill the God-given vision with a half surrendered life. And and I have to be willing to surrender the good, the bad, the parts that I try to hide, the parts that I try to promote, the good, the bad, the ugly. I have to be able to surrender it all to him and allow us to do the work. And I'm not going to be able to see the blessing if I don't use my hands and my mind to actually do what I dream about. Even I always tell y'all it's the next best thing. What's the next thing that you can do off of that vision that you have written down? Because what I think sometimes we also do is we would rather dream about it and write about it rather than actually taking the next step to do the to do the thing. And in the book, Believe Bigger, she one of the prayers that she puts in the book is, you know, God help me to be an available doer, not just a dreamer, right? It's good to dream. It's good to get all that stuff on paper and and write the vision, make it plain. You know, the verse that we always quote, but are we going to actually do? Because when we do it, we, that that's, that's our version of saying, that's our way of saying, God, I believe this for you. So I'm going to partner with you and do the thing that you have called me to do. Even if I don't have all the resources to make it come to life, what's the next best thing that I can do, right? 
But again, that also comes with doing and also surrendering. And so I have to also, while I'm doing the next best thing, I also have to be willing to surrender how I thought it was going to play out. So I knew that telling my story was going to be a part of my call. I did not think that it was going to be this year, (laughs) like at all. And I'm telling you, it was not on my it was not on my vision list. I I was wanting to write a book, but I did not think that it was going to be like me doing a video on my story and me like solely like writing this book around my story. That was not my plan. Um, you know, so I had to surrender that to him. I have to surrender my heart and my emotions because God wants to do just as much work on the inner me, right? As he does, as he wants to do in the outer me, because he wants me to be whole enough to be able to receive what he has for me. You know, God doesn't just see what we do. He sees the heart behind what we do. He sees our motives. And so what you don't want is you're working towards these things on the outside, but you don't have the right heart and the right motive because God judges us on our secret motives, right? And so we don't want our hard work to go to waste. But but even in spite of all of that, even in the parts that are unsurrendered, even this is the good news, y'all, even in the parts that we are still working on within ourselves, he has still called you to be a testimony for him. But we've got to believe bigger. We've got to plug into him and we've got to surrender how we thought it was going to go. And so all that to say is, you know, I really, and I'm going to take, I'm going to take a step of faith and I'm going to say, you know, I believe that God is going to allow me to finish this book not only well, but I also believe that he's going to allow me to finish this book quickly, not because I deserve it, not because I strive my way to it, because Lord knows I am not striving (laughs) to finish this book. But um, but it won't be I won't finish it quickly because I deserve it or because I strive my way to it. But it's because I'm understanding that he wants every experience of our lives to be a testimony of his goodness, of his faithfulness and of his power. And I felt and I still feel unqualified to write it. I still feel unqualified for that big vision that I have written on this piece of paper sitting next to me. And sometimes it's easy for me to just say, oh, you know, I don't know if that vision is really from him versus actually doing the work to unplug and sit before him and learn how to hear his voice and and spend time with him to actually get the plan for the vision, right? That's that's the work. The work is, you know, sitting before him and sitting before him and actually applying what he's telling us to do, right? But but when I do that and I allow him to be my guide versus me trying to rule my day and trying to control my day, then I'm able to get more done. And that's what it means when it says, the word says that his burden is light. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. When I'm creating, when I'm writing, it's from a place of rest. It's from a place of ease because I know that this, in spite of me, God has still called me to write this book, right? And so I believe that when I write this book, it's not just going to be a testament to people who have been through the same things, the same shame, the same trials that I've experienced, although, of course, that's a big part of it. But I also believe that it will be a testament to those who keep having the same vision and you keep discounting these discounting it because of what you lack 
or because of what you think you don't have or because you've tried and failed again and tried again and failed again. I believe that even with me writing this book, it is going to be a testament of what happens when you partner with God's bigger vision versus wrestling with him about your lesser vision. And so God is not a man that he should lie He is not a man out here trying to make a fool out of you. That's not even his nature. He wants all of the glory in what we do. So when he asks us to do something, it should be done with urgency. It should be done with joy. We get in our way, but this isn't even about you. This isn't even about me. This is coming through me. This word is coming through me, but it's not about me. And so that's why God still calls you in spite of you, because it's not about you. It's about what he's trying to get through you to somebody else. And, you know, we allow fear. We have got to stop allowing fear to halt what God has already protected us from and what he has already planned us for. And so I'm going to close with this story. You know, I'm writing this book and I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to try not to make every podcast about me writing the book, but this is that's, that's, that's what my life is right now. OK, um, but, you know, I want to close with this story. So I'm, I'm writing the book. And of course, I, as I said before, I'm talking about my story, you know, in college and, and post-grad and. One of my main fears, and I said this, I think, in one of my Instagram posts, um, what's your why? But I said, you know, one of my fears in writing this book and and telling my story was that I felt like I was going to embarrass my family and I felt like my family may discourage me from sharing it. You know, and I felt that, you know, I may offend some people or or, you know, I may lose my job. You know, all of these fears, we start thinking of the worst case scenario. And I I literally told God, I said, God, I feel like I'm going to be sitting in my bed with this book in my hand and my whole life is going to be in shambles around me. You know, and I told him that and I said, I feel like, you know, I don't want this to just be another failed attempt because I am really putting myself out here, you know. And and God said to me, you know, well, Mel, will you still do it? in spite of your fears. You you laid out all your fears to me of why you, of how you think it's not going to play out. Will you still do it in spite of your fears? And I said, you know, after a while, I said, yes, I'm, I'm still going to do it because I believe you keep giving me the word. So I believe it's what you called me to do. And so he said, well, okay, let's take a step of faith. I want you to call your mom and I want you to tell her the real story. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We was just writing the book. Everything was going fine. Now you're trying to abrupt the plans, you know. And, and and he said, he said, I want you to take one step of faith, knowing that all the fears that you have, that you think your family is going to feel some type of way about it. Um, I want you to call your mom and I want you to tell her the real story that you're putting in this book. And so I called my mom. So I said, OK. And I just kind of said to myself, OK, if she accepts it, great. If she doesn't, I'm still going to do it. And so I called my mom and, you know, I'm starting. I'm like, Ma, I need to tell you, you know, I'm right. You know, I'm writing this book, but, you know, I want you to know that it's about my story. And there are certain parts of my story that that you really don't know about. And I don't want to just, you know, write the book and, and not have told you certain parts. And so she's like, OK, so I'm I'm telling her about, you know, different parts that I am. I'm actually going to do a video on my story, hopefully within a few weeks. We'll see. But um, so that I'm not just talking about my story. I actually will know my story. But um, but anyway, so I went and I told her, you know, all the parts of the story um, from, you know, kind of from beginning to end. 
And, you know, I was just knowing, I just knew that she was going to be like, you know, why are you putting yourself out there like that? This isn't wise thing to, this isn't a wise thing to do. And I just, I just knew that she was going to try to talk me out of it. And so I'm telling her everything. I'm crying my way through it, of course. (laughs) And she, and I get to the end and she says, okay, is there anything else you want to tell me? And I was like, uh, what? She said, is there anything else? And I said, no, I said, no, that's it. And she said, okay. And I said, well, you know, I am going to share this in the book. Like, I just want to make sure you know that I'm, I'm putting what I just told you in my book and I'm going to do a video on my story. And so it's really about to be out there like that. And, but you know, but I, and I told her, I said, but you know, it's not something that I necessarily want to do, but it's something that I feel God is calling me to do. Um, and so I just want to let you know, you know, that this is what I'm doing. And she said, well, she told me, she said, well, if God is calling you to do it, then do it. And that was it. And I was like, what? I was, I was, I was expecting this whole war. And, and not only did she say, if God calls you to do it, then do it. But then she also started to affirm me. She was like, you know, most people are afraid to tell their real stories. Most people would be afraid to share what you just shared. But the fact that God told you to do it and you're being obedient and you're brave enough to share it and do it really just speaks to the woman that you are, the woman of God that you are. And I'm just so proud of you. And she started to affirm me when I I thought that it was going to be a war because of my fear. Right. And I tell this story because, you know, it wasn't that I needed her approval because, again, I had already told God I'm going to do it anyway, despite my fears. But I tell this story to say that God had already prepared her heart for what I was being for what I was getting ready to do and call her and write the book. She he had already prepared her heart to be to be accepting of what I'm doing. And so my question to you is what what are you allowing fear to stop you from what God has already prepared has already prepared the way for you. He's already prepared the path, but you're allowing fear to stop you because you're afraid of people's rejection. You're afraid of starting over. You're afraid of whatever it is. And he has already prepared the path, the people and the place that he's called you to go. And so that's pretty much all that I have for today. You know, God has called us to be future solution and he has called you to be the future solution just the way that you are. Yes, there is work that needs to be done. Yes, you need to work on yourself. Yes, you need to live a surrendered life. But even despite of all the work that you're trying to do, he's called you today. And so will you take the time today? Will you take this remaining time while we are still in quarantine and thankfully, hopefully, prayerfully we'll be able to get back into a routine where we won't have to see this you know on a daily basis i pray that god will heal our land but while we are in this current process are you going to take time to plug into him to to address your fears to address that vision to really be able to see you know the next steps and what he's what he's already hear me what he's already called you to do not what you're asking him for but what you're partnering with him about to come up to the bigger vision that he has for your life that does not mean starting a business starting a new career unless that's unless that's what you need to do and that's what you're called to do Right. But it's again, leveling up our minds to become awakened to what he has already called us to do.
and the reason why he created us to do it. So that's what I have for this week. Um, I hope that y'all are staying safe. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we're going to have a podcast next week, y'all, because I'm, I'm really like God is really downloading this book pretty, pretty heavy. And so hopefully, um, you know, I'll be able to share something next week, but but we'll see. But I love y'all. I hope that y'all are doing well. I'm praying for y'all super hard. Feel free to hit me up in my DMs. If you got questions, again, I'm good at connecting the dots, sis, or bro, whoever listening. So feel free to hit me up if you have any questions, but I love y'all. Have a good week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on my rough draft podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes. Now, do me a favor and please leave us a five star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world. Also, be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog, free resources, our one-on-one services, and more. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.